3: It is Friday. How yeah. That? We made it to the end of this yes. Right, right, right,
4: right. Let's right, go. Right.
3: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I'm Jay Crawford. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to tell you why college football is resembling World War III right now. Nick Saban, shots fired, and Jimbo Fisher drops the A-bomb on him. <laughs> For sure. I'm G. Bush, man,
4: and I'm going to let you guys know why people have been getting played and people have been getting paid for a long time and it just did not start with Jimbo and your boy Nick Saban (laughs) and I'm Brad sellers and I'm here to talk about today.
5: The NBA again is doing the most now we talk about doing an in season type tournament now a lot going on here. I'm trying to figure out where we're going here, but they always seem to be (laughs) ahead of the game. So I'm going to follow along like everybody else.
0: And I'm Brad's former teammate, John Paxson. And let me tell you something. (laughs) Let me tell you that Jose Ramirez injury, if this is serious, the Guardians who are already in trouble are in a whole heap of trouble. Yeah, there's some. He's out for a while. All right, Jay, we ready to go. Let me get my,
4: you know, I I have it in my contract that I I am prohibited five to six seconds of where my hat, as you can see. Yeah. It's only for the love in the gram. It <laughs> matches with the tops <laughs> and the bottoms before Steve comes and say take that damn hat off G Bush. I just had to show y'all how I'm moving. It's see, fresh. Yeah, it matches. I, don't let it be uh, don't come with the iron on. Don't come with the iron gotta on. Gotta be what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sold. Stitched. Be- Stitch. Stitch. I, I put Betsy Ross <laughs> at the bottom. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right.
3: <laughs> Stitch Mikey, Mikey McNuggets, we're picking your we're officially picking your nickname today. Yes. We're gonna yes. have a is this a live uh youtube poll or what are we doing
1: yeah so youtube poll not sure but we've gotten a couple of twitter submissions already and we're just going to come to a conclusion at the end of the show but it'll okay. be there in final takes if you have mm. any suggestions thoughts send us an email so it's not a us, twitter poll instagram so
3: the, the viewers will not be able to vote it's just like a democracy here on the show the viewers show. are yeah. going
1: to submit and then we're going to decide together oh, okay so some of the twitter ones in eh, i don't know if they're Jay, that, yeah Jay, okay that,
3: doesn't he look like he's 12 he does. he does. He has yes. facial hair, so he um so he's allowed to ride rides on a, at a like, music park. <laughs> to work in, is he
5: even allowed to work in the building?
3: Hey Brad, at how all. old do you
1: think I am?
5: Twelve.
3: <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Mikey McNuggets is twenty-nine years old. It's unbelievable. He does not look twenty nine. No, he doesn't. I'd have him at twenty-five. I think I guessed you at twenty five. You guessed that was twenty five, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh anything else you want to tease on th- oh, I know what we want to do. This is huge, guys. Yeah. We've had some big guests on the program, no question. Uh, Bernie Kosar, Maurice Clarett. Uh, we've had Joe Thomas a couple of times. Aditi was in yesterday. Chris Holtman. I'm not going to Chris Holtman. I'm not going to give this away, but I think we have booked. He's definitely an A-list guest. I want to say that he's definitely an A-list guest. He's going to be on the program next week. Do you want to have viewers try
1: to guess who this is, and we'll give hints along the way? Yes. Yeah, so we just put out a tweet next Wednesday at noon. Yes. I don't know if he's the. Biggest guest we've had yet? I, I'm afraid to say biggest, but he's in he's that. He's up there. An absolute A-lister, and especially after some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, I cannot wait to hear this guy's thoughts on what's is. happening. Uh, yeah, uh, Yeah, you do. I, I told you I right don't before. even, I don't even know who this Here. is. Here. I'm no, not we, we, I, we
4: had Joe Thomas. I don't know how big, much bigger you can get to Joe Thomas. Well, this is big. This
3: is big. It's big. Um, so our first clue is the guest that we have booked for Wednesday's show, which we can't wait to bring on, is going to be a terrific voice on something that we are going to discuss on today's show that is big. So that's the first. Yes. One. If okay. guys want to guess, we'll we'll entertain their guesses. But um, we'll tell you at the end of today's show who that guest By is. By the way, I got an
0: important question. Sure. That we, we need to hash out here. At what age should kids start wearing deodorant?
6: <laughs> when ask. they start to smell. I was asking Brad before the <laughs> show. Yeah, when they start more. to cause smell. Because my
0: wife came home and he said to me, she said to me that uh, she's like, uh, your son has bo for the first time that I've noticed right? He's he just nine, turned, right? He just turned nine. yesterday was his birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday to my son. It could I didn't, be time. I didn't bull. mention yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> his actual birthday.
4: Uh, yeah, it could be
3: time. Then. Uh, uh, yeah. I think
4: hey, bull. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm an expert on this, right? Yeah. Um, I've been big for since I was like six. Right? Yeah. Now, let me tell you when you start wearing deodorant. Yeah, is when you get out of the shower and you'd be like, hold on. And you got about three to five seconds to get back. In, put that Ooh. deodorant on. Oh, wow. Or you smell. Wow. It. Or you smell. Nah, he doesn't have that. My,
0: you, ski, my
3: son's well, you know tiny what? right so now. So yesterday was the first hot, humid day that we've had yeah. in yeah. six months. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe longer. And he went to school. And, and he then was active he went all to, day. he uh,
0: the jump zone or whatever the heck. it's uh, zone. Yeah. Yeah. zone. So
3: he was sweating. working. yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was hot yeah. today. Yeah. Listen. they brutal. Here's the test today. Yeah. Walk up next to him today. Yeah. It's going to be 90. Do it again. Give him the sniff test. Sure. Uh, I think
0: he's going to, yeah. I think I'll he's going to need he's it. He's going to love the deal. I think he's going to think it makes him very he's adult. He's think he's you know? becoming a man. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I get
5: him to, together. I got four daughters, you know, so. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so, so their mother was big on, like, as soon as he got out the... Th- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no,
4: hey, hold on, Parker. <laughs> hold on, to your mom tell you to get in the bathtub and she'd be like, I know you ain't in the tub. I hear that water running though.
3: Get in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> too, too quick. <laughs> nope. Let
4: me see your arms. Yeah,
3: let me see what's me going see. on here. All right, let's dive in. Um, our first topic today, Joe Burrow. Former Heisman Trophy winner, Mm -hmm. the former number one overall draft pick, and the guy that lost in the Super Bowl last year, Mm -hmm. had some very interesting things to say as it pertains to Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson. Obviously, folks are going to be interested in his take because he plays in the AFC North. He is seen up close and personal. (laughs) Baker Mayfield hasn't had much success against him. Let's, uh, Let's roll Joe Burrow's comments on the two Browns quarterbacks. The discussion will follow.
6: I got to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on the Baker situation?
7: That's a tough situation. You know, he was hurt, hurt all last year. And, I mean, every time we play him, he balls. Yeah. He, first time we played him, Thursday night, week two of my rookie year, that was, uh, we lost, like, 30 to 34 or something. He balled. And then the next time we play him, I throw 400 yards, and he goes like 25 of 28 with five touchdowns, goes on a two minute drive, touchdown, won the game. I haven't beat the Browns yet. He beat us both times this year. Like I guess I didn't play a second game because we had it all, all locked up, but in you know, the first one,
6: he balled. Why do you think his situation's so like up in the air?
7: You know, I think when you have a guy like Deshaun, you know, you got to take a chance at that because yeah. he's such a great player. But you know, Baker will land on his feet. He's a really good player. That's, that's high
3: praise, guys. That's very high praise from a guy that knows what it takes to win in this league. Yeah. By the way, Joe Burrow
0: is such a stud. I love that? Joe He's Burrow. I love everything
3: about him. I wish yeah. he was a Brown. I, I really I, yeah. I wish he was a Brown. Yeah. Okay. Um, what really jumped out at me in hearing that was the evidence is piling up, and it's undeniable now. When you talk to players around the league, they say good things about them. Even Not all players, of them. Who's the guy that what, the smashed pa- it? The pa- Well, the the Panthers there was one there. guy, on the Panthers Anderson. that said, "I well, don't want to play bad, with them."
0: Does anybody say any bad well, things yeah. about players? Yeah, I think I, so. Very rarely. Uh, I think I mean, so. How you going former you, players you, aren't afraid to do it. Well, you're, you're, well here, the, I just wanted to address but a lot of your ocean. A, a lot of your former colleagues at ESPN don't love them. Like you know, some of the Listen, guys there. They're paid Spears. to have hot
3: takes. Understand that, so, and they and they know that as a player. Why is there such an ocean between that? If
5: you're a player in currently in the league, it really is against protocol and good etiquette to be talking about other people that are in the league. You don't see it unless you despise them. Yeah, right. Right. So I think what you what you saw there was just I think Joe Burrow being respectful right here. Let me just go back to the thing right and and, uh, I don't have anything against Baker. Matter of fact, I, I like him right for what he does, right? The problem is here when the thing all went down here in Cleveland, none of his teammates step forward for him. That is right? true.
3: That is a problem. Willingly, willingly. Now, can I ask you a question on that? <laughs> yeah. Because the theory I have on that is they don't want to be perceived as taking sides because they're likely going to be playing well, for uh, a different quarterback. This well, you year, have but- that
5: and you have this too. Like, I'm not getting in your
0: mess, right? <laughs> you, yeah, wait, I'm, guys. I'm not. In, Hold on. No, yeah. I'm not in that. When Odell Beckham got cut. There were a lot of players that spoke up for him. He a got lot.
3: cut. That's the difference. He yeah, wasn't in the locker room anymore. But players
0: could have supported Baker, no, they felt- and still not ripped Deshaun. Not Watson. really, because what? the
3: organization is already they've already planted their flag on Deshaun Watson's moon. But well, there was well, a time where the Browns were supposedly trying to get
0: Watson, and then the report was the Browns were out of it. Remember that? Right. Yep. There and, and so there was a day or two. It was a day. Where, where players could have and nobody said anything.
4: I, I'm going to get back to your question. Um, I think you need to dig a little deeper. You say, what is, why is there such a huge chasm between the people who who say nice things about Baker and the people who don't think he can play? Yeah, I call it charismatic leadership. Charismatic leadership is, is, is something that goes for politicians, athletes, uh, people in authority. When you're charismatic, Baker Mayfield invokes the things that you don't have naturally in yourself. He's outspoken, he's brash people like that. You're really real people like when we're really real on this show. Baker is a guy who, who is known as a person who's going to say how he feels. He's going to play with fire. He's going to play with passion. Those those intangibles translate to business translate to school. It translates to everything. So when you are Baker Mayfield and you're a, you're a charismatic guy you're going to have a lot of people that will overlook
0: some of your faults because they like you. You're polarizing. Yeah, it's very polarizing. I actually think the thing that stood out, sorry, but the thing that stood out most to me was, in the end, Joe Burrow said
3: Baker's a good quarterback, Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback. Adam, I don't think anybody will argue that Baker is better than Deshaun. I haven't heard anybody make that argument yet. I don't think anybody that's even supportive of Baker is saying that. I think what unfolded was the Browns saw we have a real opportunity to upgrade at a position. And it's I don't care if it's kicker or linebacker or tight end. If they saw a real opportunity to upgrade at that position, they're obligated to their fan base to do it. And they did that. But not just upgrade, but But significantly upgrade. That's the difference. Okay, well, that's up for debate. Go
5: go back to your your question here, right? So it really comes down to this, and, and players know this, professional players know this, you're only good is your last game, right? So if your last game was trash, guess what you are? You're trash, right? Even and if that you hurt, right? That's the Even standard because the rules are, if you step on the field, whether you hurt or not, that means you can play. Sure. So if you step on the field, that tells me what you feel like you can play, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't I, and come back to me talking about I was hurt. Then they'll step on the field,
4: and, 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 right? And, and that's, very that's fair the point. point.
5: So here the people didn't jump in. They jumped in because when they're not jumping in your mess, right? Because I don't know where this is going to go. You're not going to suck me down the rabbit hole no, with that's you. That's very smart. i I'm, I'm players that, stay out of right? It I'm going to stay out of this thing. And secondly, thing is here, you have a chance, right? You had a chance, right? And now come back full circle. I keep telling you, I, and I see the national media starting to talk about. It. He will be under center. The Deshaun oh. Watson goes up. Everybody's <laughs> talking. He's going. To, you, Leroy Hor, Hor
4: said it yesterday. I, listen, I Leroy said work. he
5: should. He's going to be under that center. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Trust right. me.
4: We got to have a wager on this. Can we get a ball? See, yeah. so my point is, and I want to
3: be clear on this because yeah. when it doesn't happen, I know everybody on this panel is going to say, you were wrong, Crawford. <laughs> Every time I've made this statement, yeah. I have said, I don't think this yeah, is we, going we, to happen. Yeah, right. I don't. But I'm also, I've followed sports my entire life. I've covered the professional business of sports yeah. for 35 years. The one thing I've seen is when a team has an opportunity to put the best available player on the field, they typically do it. Well, let me give you this, Bull. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you're going to agree with this. Yeah. Bull says it every day.
4: Every time you say that, he says this. When have you seen Baker show some of that? Yeah, yeah. Look, that maturity. he does. Yeah. Now, if you go back and look at Baker's past, right, you, it would automatically tell you that he would never come back here because you can look at it. Yeah. Texas Tech, Yeah, he was playing, he was starting, they snubbed him. What did he say? He didn't come and say, I'm going to compete for Texas Tech. Nope. He said, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. Right. Oklahoma, he came in. He was so he wanted to play earlier than he played. He, sure. Lincoln Riley, he was upset at him because he didn't play early. He left that program after he leaves here. He comes here. If you're a walk-on and you have that walk-on mentality and it's me against the world, you can't get rid of that. Kanye yeah, he, West, yeah, yeah. Kanye West got the same thing. He it's him
5: against the world. The only problem with your theory is this: this is not college. You don't have the right. You don't in college. I can exercise my my option to leave. But he somebody did, has it, to tell him what well you're no, no. saying makes it, sense. He has yes. no option to leave here. He does have yes. an option, but you'll leave 18 million on the table. Let's do this. I want yeah. to see somebody leave 18 million in, You know, we, we
3: love getting players perspectives. So yeah. this conversation for the last 10 minutes has been why do players? Yeah, have one view. We heard what Joe Burrow has. Joe Burrow right. loves the guy. He says he balls against us. He does and when you look at what he's done against
6: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He crushed them Uh, in Cincinnati last year. The
4: Bengals are the standard? Who
6: went to
3: the Super Bowl in the AFC last? They didn't win. Who went? I said they're the standard in the AFC. It was the only good game
0: he played all last year, Baker. Go ahead. Look, that, where look, are you, Minutia? He, he the, played very yes, well in that game. He played very well in that game. For, for, for context. But, but two games before that, people were
3: whining. He was hurt. And two games after that, people were whining. But he was fine in that game, well, apparently. I'm not going to debate how healthy or hurt he was. Yeah. All I'm, for, I'm offering up as evidence. Yeah. If the Bengals are the standard in the AFC, and they were.
1: I, I oh, hate to disappoint last you. Last year. It la- stinks
3: to say it out loud, yeah. and, and especially in Bulls' presence. They were <laughs> the standard, okay? When we saw both teams at full strength in Cincinnati, Baker looked like that guy. He just did. Now, I know he didn't look yeah. like that guy every week, but that's his bar. That's how high he can jump. So players look at it and say, this guy's, you know, is, is Deshaun better? Yeah, but couldn't they get there with Baker? I think they got pretty close once and let's let's play it out. Let's bring in a player. Dequail Jackson. We've had former players on, you've been on before. Joe Thomas, Bernie Kozar, yesterday Leroy Hord. They all pretty much said the same thing. Yeah. Baker can be that guy. So why is it there's such a space between what a lot of the media and the fans are saying about Baker and what those that have played the game for a living are saying about Baker? And where do you Yeah, find I it?
2: think Yeah, I think all you guys make you know, bring really great points. And I was listening and I don't disagree with any of you guys. I think it's a matter of where you are as a player, a current player. I think I heard someone talk about players not coming out and defending him. Well, I think a lot has to do with, hey, listen, I don't want to get in the middle of that. My contract (laughs) situation isn't tied up like it should be. I want to stay away from that. Let front office deal with it. But in terms of, yeah, in terms of disparity between, yeah, yeah, it is. And as terms of the different perspectives of Baker and how people feel about him, former players, media, I think G hit hit it on the head in terms of his charisma, that charismatic leadership. I think it goes a long way, and you tend to overlook a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, when you look at the film, when you look at the time Baker Mayfield has been with the Browns, can you unequivocally say he's the guy for the next 10 years? If you can't say that right away, then and you have a a chance to upgrade at that position like a Deshaun Watson, an elite quarterback. You pull the trigger on that. It's, it's no way. There's no way you can not uh, kick the tires with bringing him in. But in terms of like uh, who do we who do we talk about? Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow talking about you know he's not had success against the Browns. I get all of that. But as a current player the cardinal rule in the locker room, which every coach will say, never talk about another man's contract. That's right. Never That's talk right. to the media about another player, especially on our team or outside of. Uh, hey, the, so the club, the, and by the, the organization. way, one guy who Baker one, made that mistake once early Duke in his career with and, Duke lear- Johnson, and, yeah.
3: and, and learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah. Don't put my name in your mouth when it comes to <laughs> my business. And that's right. why players aren't call, talk, commenting that's on That's right.
0: It. And Dequel, in the end, like, the game has changed so much, even since you've retired, right? Like, the game is so much about, more than ever. It's about the quarterback. And if you look at the AFC, I don't know if we've ever seen a better group of quarterbacks. You've no. got Joe Burrow. You've got Lamar Jackson. You've got Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert. Russell Wilson's almost an afterthought. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> right. Which it's crazy. You know, Derek Carr is like the ninth or tenth best quarterback in this division, and he's a really good player. You can. I, I don't care what anybody says. You mm-hmm. with Baker Mayfield is not better than any of those guys. You cannot go to the Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. I don't. You could have fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, if yeah. you had a great defense, great mm-hmm. running game. I don't think you can win that that way anymore with a decent quarterback. He's decent. But I don't think you can win in this NFL, especially in this AFC anymore. You agree with that, Dequel?
2: Yeah uh I don't because I think you can because you look at again when I played the game, you 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 look at the Baltimore Ravens. They wanna I, I never thought Joe Flacco was this, no. you know, uh, box office type of talent, but they had the team around them to get it done. Do I think a team can win with Baker Mayfield if all the pieces are surrounded around him? It's hard to make an argument for it because this team was built for him this yep. team. The only all he had to do was manage it not screw it up, not screw it up. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and and have success with this team. So I think that's where the criticism comes into play. When you look at who he had in the backfield his targets OBG OBJ, you know, Jarvis Landry, you know, Kareem Hunt, uh, Nick Chubb, a great offensive line, a great defense, and he couldn't get it done. And you look at and you grade this this team. You look at where are their weaknesses? It was, unfortunately, he took, he had to take a lot of this blame because he wasn't this box office, you know, difference maker. He was just a guy on a team. So it's hard for me to, you I agree with this point. When you're front office in the Cleveland Browns, you have to look at who you're competing against right. and all the quarterbacks you listed and look in your own conference. Joe Burrow was in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. So yeah, just, you have to just make in it in your
3: division. They're, they're all Heisman guys. Right. They're all, yeah, I mean with the exception of Pittsburgh. now, But
2: yeah, so it forces you to make those tough decisions early and you have to make them quick and you know what I respect. They actually pulled the trigger In years past they would have been in conversation, but nothing would have been done. But again, I, I sympathize with Baker on this regard. He's a charismatic guy. He clearly wants to be there. He's in a really tough situation, but this is the business of football. You have to learn it very early. And if he enjoys playing football, it it shouldn't matter whether what helmet you're playing as long as you get to play the game that you love. And unfortunately for him, it's a really dicey uh, situation that he has to mature. He has to go about it in a mature way. So, and so it so just sucks quill, for, to be in his position personally.
5: The quill Brad Sellers, let's talk pro player to pro player here, right? So yes. there are rules and etiquette here, right? So yeah. one, there's a responsibility, you talk about it, there was a rule in the NBA, unwritten rule. Nevertheless, le- uh, we used to say never look in the next man's locker because you get yourself in trouble. Just worry about your own. Yeah. Work, right. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and you understand what that means, right? So that means you got to come mm-hmm. out and take care of your own business. The other thing, is there's a personal responsibility about, and I want you to speak to this, right?
6: Mm-hmm.
5: If you if you hit the floor, if you hit the field, you're telling everyone the players that you play with, the the coaches mm-hmm. that you can play today, right? Do not mm. come back to me later and say, well, you know, I was banged up, right? Don't. Mm. Yeah, just sit it on down. Yeah, right? yeah. Sit it on down.
2: Yeah, so, that, that so, yeah. So
5: Baker hit the field. That tells me what that he was ready to go.
2: Right, right. And, and, and no he, one cares that because everyone is playing with something. And if you hit that field, then you're, you're you're healthy enough to help us win, period. I don't care what sport it is, especially in football in the locker room. Everyone is dealing with something. And listen, that is a part of the learning curve. Next time this comes around, he's going to. I'm sure he's going to sit his butt down. Yes, he help a team win. Sit down. Because he learn doesn't have way. that Patrick Mahomes <laughs> type of talent. He's got to learn the hard way. Yes. Yeah. And listen, I had to learn the hard way a lot. Many other guys had to learn the hard way. It's just now him learning the hard way is on public display for everyone. And you got to deal with it. That's the nature of the game.
4: The quail. I, I got to uh, let me see if you The G Bush here. Let me see if you ride. You vibe yep. with this. I got a theory. I was thinking about it about two weeks ago. I said look when Odell Beckham Jr. got um, cut right, you know, they came Mm -hmm. out the the whole media saw the tape or whatever the case may be. I think as Baker Mayfield, if he was thinking three steps, not playing checkers and he was playing chess. Mm -hmm. I think he's still here. If he goes and says this in the media Odell Beckham Jr. will be on this team. I will get him the ball if I need to work with him every single day. If we got to live together every single day, he will be here. Like, We're not here. He, listen, will he is vital to what we are doing to this program. If he comes out and says that in the media. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and the Browns say, okay, we'll keep him for the rest of the year. We already know they weren't going to bring him back. What that does is set you up with the rest of the locker room. You, you, you don't lose all the Odell people. You, you still got those people because you said, hey, I stood up for him at the end of the day. I wanted him to be here. <laughs> I think if he, he would have handled that just a tiny bit better, people gonna give you the benefit of the doubt now, because they like, well, hey, it was a bad relationship. But look at way Baker handled with that leadership. He
3: was trying to make it work. He was trying to make it work. Yeah. What do you think about that? DeQuel?
2: man, that's a great that's a great point because the quarterback his say goes a very long way. And when your quarterback goes to bat for you and your receiver, he knows you better than anyone on that on, on that side of the ball. So you're right. The fact that he, he's been outspoken about a lot of different things. He'll he'll attack the media if they say one bad thing about him, but yet you have a guy in your locker room that is uh, a talent that's going to help you. He's the talent and you don't come out and, and, and publicly make uh, and uh, endorse him that, hey, he's going to be on this team. He's my leader. I need him. He can help us win. That goes a long way in the locker room. If he were to have done that, you're right, G. He would have kept those his his guys that didn't want him to leave, they would have galvanized towards uh, Baker Mayfield. And it's just an interesting, it just goes to his leadership. You know, when you rank, when you look at his leadership, was it just charismatic? Did it have some substance to it? Because those are the things that if I were in those shoes, if I were a quarterback, you understand the powers that you have, and your, your say goes a very long way with the front office. So you're right, I, I agree with that a thousand percent.
0: In that same vein, Dequell, you know, I think back to when last year they beat the Lions, right? The Lions were terrible. They, it was an ugly game. They barely mm-hmm. won. And Baker was – he played a bad game, but they still won. And he was angry after the game and blew off his media session. And my take was <sighs> See, on, on it. Like, that comes off as selfish that you only care about you, how you did and not how the team uh-huh. did. Do you think the other guys in the locker room took it that way?
2: Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. It's like, man up. You know, it's, it Listen, when everything is great, of course, everyone wants to be in behind the microphone and tell everyone just how great you play. But when things are bad, when things aren't going well, hey, you got to have that same type of energy and address it and take ownership and accountability for your bad play and, and take ownership of it. So, yes, he's had too many of those moments where his head's scratching when it comes to leadership. and Again, I go back to his immaturity. You got to You got to grow up in this league. This is a big boy league. This well, league is going to move on with or without
5: you. Well, how long is it here? How long do you think it takes for that to occur here? Right, right? at some point we got mm, to get back years point of, for, for the point of no return here, right?
2: He he is who he is. And I think if he was a better leader and he was that leader that it was unqu that unquestioned leader, I think that decision to bring in Deshaun is a little more difficult. Now you'll probably see guys come out uh, in the locker room and say, hey, Baker's our guy, no matter what. You know, we would have heard a lot more of those comments coming from the locker room, coming from current players. But again, you know, it all depends on where you are financially, contractually, and all that good stuff. But I think that has something to do with, you know what, we're going to pull the trigger on Deshaun right now. We're not waiting, even though it is a significant upgrade at the position.
3: They had the chance. They went hell, for it. Hell, and... I made half. Ha-
2: I'll, I'll say this. This last point I'll make. Towards the back nine of my career, obviously I wasn't. I was never the tallest, strongest, fastest guy. But my leadership. Yeah. You know, I was getting paid for my play and leadership. Yeah. And absolutely. literally, that was what Chuck Pagano was like. Hey, we love what you bring. We we understand you can teach young guys all these different things that add value to you. And if he doesn't, he, if he's not bringing that then what do you grade him on? His his talent. Because you can overlook Patrick Mahomes' type of talent if he lacks in leadership. And, you know, Baker isn't that guy, so he's got to figure out just who he is as a quarterback, as a player, and he has to become a better leader, in right, my opinion. Makes
3: sense. I think he wants to be a great leader. He talks like he's a great leader, but leadership right. is, is earned. It's not spoken in. And I think a lot of things that he did led to some questionable decision-making by his teammates, looking at him like, is this, is this the guy? You talk about Watson. Right. Um, there's no better way to endear yourself to new teammates than saying, guys, we're loading a private jet and we're going to the Bahamas. And that's exactly <laughs> wow. what Deshaun Watson has done with the what? offense, DeQuel. He's taking wow. the offense. To the Bahamas, and here's here's a look at the private jet that he. What's with this video, by the way? Remember that's all time? That, yeah, that's one of those TikTok videos oh, exactly. called. Oh my
2: gosh. Yeah, it's TikTok annoying. TikTok yo yo. Uh, I'm getting car sick, the back and that Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. Boomerang. Boomerang. Uh, yeah, the, the they, young kids are doing like it that. Well, <laughs> makes hey, <laughs> right, 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 it, it makes me dizzy. Young kids got smart enough. It
0: makes me dizzy. that's how they do <laughs> it. it. So anyhow, um, they kicking Look at the weather.
3: It's always nice in the Bahamas. It's terrible there. So it's not exactly what they bargained for, but. He's got videos of them um, at the at the resort. And yeah. then also, he posted a video yesterday of him nailing like a 22-foot birdie putt, which was pretty impressive. Oh Here gosh. it is. I hope his touch is this good with the football in Cleveland.
2: Watch yeah. this I mean, listen. Damn. Oh, my goodness. That's Boom. impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. Oh that my is goodness. impressive. Get hype about it, well yeah. I oh want to know if that
3: was the first take or if he if he putted that ball five times before he got one to oh, go. Oh, he probably.
2: Yeah, yeah. He definitely. The fact that it's on video, he definitely probably at least three takes. At least three takes. What I'll do give you him make that. of this? Because that would have been more excitement. Yeah. What do yeah. you
3: make of, of the the team bonding and and that whole thing? I mean, obviously, it's always a great idea. A lot of times, quarterbacks will uh, take their linemen out for a steak dinner. They'll get them a Rolex, if they, you know, lead the league yeah, and run block or whatever. But what what do you make of this?
2: Man, normally you think about a green egg or a ceramic grill or something like that. <laughs> like you said, watching. you know what I mean? Like the man a is cooking right jet. there. The man is cooking to right to there. That was Damn, strange. I wish I played offense right now. Uh, but we the uh, it, got it looks that guaranteed like guaranteed money. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. So, I mean, I, I, I so love funny. it. It looks like they're, they're, they're just having fun. I don't know if there's any football you know, going on, but listen, if you can afford to do that, then that, that, what that tells me is Deshaun is becoming that leader. He knows he's going to probably have to deal with some suspension down the road, but he's saying, Hey, look at me. This is what I want to, I'm willing to do for guys that I don't really know that well, but I'm showing you guys, I'm willing to to, uh, build this team camaraderie and listen, his play is going to speak for his play is going to sell guys on just how, um, you know, in he is with, with the team and what have you, but I love this move. But man, I, that, that's impressive. That's I think, impressive. I was <laughs> oh gonna say,
4: well, what is the most you've seen <laughs> anybody <sighs> spin on a gift for a player like quarterback to offensive lineman running back to O-line? What's the what's the craziest thing you saw? Like, oh my, I can't believe he spent that.
2: <sighs> that's a great question. Uh, I, man. Damn, I got to think about this. That's a great question. So I've seen the Rolexes. Yeah, but Ah, grills, the ceramic grills. Oh, man, has anybody you know gotten a car? You know, you know what? I think it was. Uh, was it Braylon? I believe Braylon. When oh. I was there, he, yeah, he. I think he chartered a private plane. I believe, and he sent all the his receivers to like Vegas or something like that, and they had a ball. But nothing, as far as a gift, guys. Yeah. Guys are pretty, pretty even kid when it comes to gifts. Like the Rolexes is like at the very top. Like right. I'm not buying anyone Rolex. <laughs> My, the D lineman, no, no. The D lineman, I bought them, hey. You know, take him out to dinner and all that <laughs> yeah. good stuff. But Rolex, Chase, nah, I, I, I think the most, I think the most stunning <laughs> thing is
0: that Nick Chubb has an Instagram, right? because like, Nick Chubb put out a picture. He's like the quietest guy in the world, yeah. you would never expect. Him I to thought he that, didn't right. care about anything besides. Lifting weights and but playing you football.
3: Can, you care about a free trip.
0: You, yeah. You're going to care about a free yeah. trip. That's what a private player,
2: yeah.
3: So DeQuell. most yeah, guys don't ride privately. Miles Garrett has said that he wants to do something similar with the defense. Yeah. And so now you board. know this is going to become a big thing because <laughs> A.J. Green he's, sends he's this out. High. He says, "Y'all on the clock now, <laughs> talking to talking to Miles Garrett right. and Denzel Ward. You know they're the money
2: bags <laughs> yeah. on the defense. You've Gotta take right.
3: them to Hawaii. So, so go to Hawaii. Yeah, the, all eyes are Myles on
2: you Garrett guys now. That. Yeah, get Miles Garrett in doing that. He he's smart enough. to Like, yeah, we can have a lot more fun <laughs> and a, with a lot less money to get on a private plane <laughs> yeah, going anywhere.
5: Me <laughs> Well, see the thing is
2: though, like you, you do have
3: Miles." And Denzel. Yeah, they,
4: they threw him under as an yeah. underwriter. They said, Denzel, we know you got the bag. You yeah. just got it. We heard it. <laughs> but they said, why does the tops
0: the Bahamas, I think? I agree with you. Yeah.
4: That's yeah. funny because yeah. you know, the, so, the
5: basketball players, though, I've never seen this type of giving. They don't do that. They what do are they? you talking no. about?
0: Jordan wasn't buying this
5: right. stuff. Jordan invites you up to the hotel room, and give you a steak in the room, but then he charges the booze, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: so I'm, wait, I'm waiting on someone from, uh, I'm waiting on the receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs to put Patrick Mahomes on the clock.
5: Oh, what yeah, would no. that look like? Wow. Yeah, no, because, right? Uh,
2: <laughs> Deshaun, you know, he, he set the bar pretty high. So I'm sure a lot of guys are like, Hey man, patty, yeah. what's going on? brother. That's, that's people, know, people, where that
5: Side going? eye in the league. Hey, every like, what every, you every, do? every <laughs>
2: offense in the NFL is now
3: looking at their quarterback. Like, like what, what you, you got? What you, you going to do? Yeah, Denzel, can. Let's, the Denzel, money back. Let's, um, let's talk about linebackers. This, this Brown, you know, we spent so much time talking about Baker and, and Deshaun and, and the wideouts and the skills guys while we have you here. Sort of assess the Browns' linebacking talent where they are within the division and within the NFL. Where would you rank that core of players right now?
2: I think inexperience would, would that's the word that jumps out to me when you look at, you know, Jeremiah. I think Jeremiah, as I said the last show I was on, I think he's going to be given if you give him a definitive role, I think he can be one of the, the best linebackers in the league with his talent. He's just got to, you know, carve out a role specifically for him and you add. Walker who his leadership you know I I hosted a podcast for the Colts last year and when he left the year before everyone was up in arms about his leadership and they wanted him to stay so uh, I think with his leadership and his tutelage and and bringing Jeremiah along I think this crew could listen you don't have to do much when you're playing behind a defensive line like Miles Garrett and the other guy you just can't screw it up you know but <laughs> I, I do like this crew I do like this crew, and I wish uh, when, I, when I look at what they have up front, man, it's a godsend to play with guys like Miles Garrett and, you know, some guys they had last year that are no longer there. But I think in terms of the linebackers, they're inexperienced, man, and the more experience they have, the better they're going to be. And Jeremiah, I'm telling you, he's going to be one of those guys that he's going to surprise a lot of people every every snap he takes and, and uh, every game he plays.
0: You talk about some I of those really guys. I really enjoy him. You talk about some of those guys being gone. Obviously, Jadavian Clown, he's one of those guys we're talking about. Yeah. Free, it seems like he's always the best player, the best free agent remaining when we get to the, the, summer, or almost <laughs> the summer. I
7: don't
0: know if they're going right. to bring him back, but you look at that Browns D line right now. Obviously, they got some rookies, got some young guys who've drafted the last few years. But that's, to me, the biggest concern of this team is the D line at the moment because outside of Miles. You really yeah. got nobody proven on that D-line. I think that's a bit of a, you know, again, maybe these young guys will pan out. But in terms of proven talent on the D-line, you got one player across the board.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think what, what Andrew Barry is doing, he's he's building from the draft. And I think all the really good teams, when you look around the league, that the, talent is homegrown. And right now, you know, hopefully some of these draft picks pan out. You know, I think about uh, was it Pyrian Winfrey, I believe, is his name. D tackle. I really, I really, I'm really looking forward to see what he can add and what value he can bring to this D line. And you know, I I think Andrew Barry, has a he has a plan. And right now, it it looks bleak. It looks inexperienced. You don't have the other than Miles Garrett. You don't have guys that with household names that jump off the board for you. But I do think, given time, given the way he's structuring this team, uh, they're going to be decent. And again, you know, you look at Denzel, you look at the back end and you look at the offense, you know, if Deshaun Watson comes back, this team is going to be able to put up a lot of points and that'll be able to yeah. cover up some of the inconsistencies that you have on the defensive side of the ball. Because The less plays you have, the more the, the you know, less opportunities you have to, to give up big plays and, and uh, you know, obviously uh, play better defense, but again, you're right, They're in, there isn't many guys that jump out, but I, I think given time, this team will be solid. The D-line could be solid De- for you.
3: Dequell, when you were talking, that we ran a piece of video in of Winfrey, and and G-Bush uh-huh. and I looked at each other after the play. I hadn't seen it until Man. we just rolled it in. He comes uh-huh. from behind. Now, obviously, it was just the, you know, the mini camp here. It was just a drill, but he comes from behind, and I don't think I've ever seen a player punch out a ball from a running back like we just saw with Winfrey in mini camps, I know. Watch the screen, crazy. it's coming up here in a second.
4: G-Mush, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: We
3: looked at each other and we're like, What the hell?
4: I've I'm, I'm done turnover <laughs> circle, but I've never been that violent. It's coming up,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, bam! See. Oh my god! <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, that's something that they're going to work all day, every day. And listen, he, he, I know what type of guy he's that hot motor guy that you're going to get annoyed with mm-hmm. if uh, you're on the other side of the ball. But hey, it's great that he's on that you know, he's with us and he's on the, the defense. So, you need you need nasty guys like that with, <laughs> to play with an attitude. I like that.
0: The, Speaking of, of nasty guys and guys that you, you said they're going to get annoyed with him, which could lead to a fight. We know in training camp, there's fights uh, all the time. I, I, I feel like coaches have different varying opinions on this, whether it could be a team builder or a pain. They only the say
2: neck. that to the media. They love it. They love, they love that it. Shit. Okay, they so love that's it. nonsense. They, they only say that love. to the media. Because cause I remember my first couple years in the league, I yeah. was a hothead. Because I was... I felt like I was I was undersized and I had to prove to guys that I was tough. Yeah. And I got I started a lot of scru- uh, scuffles and it was partly my fault. But coaches would obviously say the right things in front of the team. And, but you would always get a you know walking in the hallways like, Hey DQ I like what you did man I love the attitude <laughs> keep it up They secretly love it. They secretly love it. They just won't you know they have to uh, present a certain way. But they love guys that play with an attitude. Hell I loved it. I love the guy that played with a little chip on his shoulder. That let me know he loved the game and he played with some passion. It sets a tone, too, I no think. No doubt. That's it really says, I love Heck it can. when it happens. Yeah. You know,
4: DeQuell, you played under a, a number of coaches. How many, how many total coaches did you play play under?
2: <laughs> see, that's a trick question. You see. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. How many defensive coordinators? How many head coaches? How many interim coaches? I can't even...
6: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: So who, head coaches? who? who probably. Well,
6: I'll give you this. Who who had mm-hmm.
4: of the coaches you had had the huh. worst training camp? Like, mm. that training camp oh, was just easy, ridiculous. Easy,
2: easy, easy. Eric Mangini. I knew he was going to say Eric Mangini. Listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. So Uh-oh. so to start training camp practice, offense, you're over here. Defense, you're over here. And we would be probably 15 to 20 yards apart from each other. And we had a live tackling drill. Ooh. Defensive linemen what? are going against receivers, and we would have to live tackle. Jeez. And I did, I did this crap like three straight days And the fourth day. I'm like, man, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. They're like, what what are we doing here? We're, we're going to get someone hurt. And, but he had the toughest training camp out of any other coach I've ever played for. Not only was it physically demanding, but the mental side of it. Gee, let me tell you another story really quick. So let's say we're in the team meeting room and Eric Mangini had this thing where he would post sayings all across the facility. On the scoreboard outside, and he would ask you after you've spent a long day in training camp. You're trying to figure out, okay, wh- you know, you're trying to learn, relearn the scheme, and all these different things. He- he'll call on you. Gee, stand up. I want you to name all the receivers and their coaches and what high school they went to of your own teammates. Yeah. Oh my God. It- and then you had to memorize quotes around the building. I'm like, what are we? F- we are focus on the wrong crap right now. We need to be focused on football. <laughs> but it drove us crazy, man. And, and I ended up running into him a few years ago at a Super Bowl. And I had to tell him. I was like, listen, dude, what, what you did, I'm sure you have a lot of regrets because no one has ever, any other coach i played for, has <laughs> never been that demanding about things outside of football. What did he say? <laughs> it was my what role. did he say to that? Oh, he was like, no, he was, he was like, listen, DQ, you're not the first player to tell me. But if I had another chance to be a head coach, I would definitely do a lot of things differently. Wow. You know, and I'll we, saw you, I, we saw eye to eye.
3: I worked with Eric for probably seven or eight years at ESPN. And people ask me this mm-hmm. all the time. Of all the guys you worked with, players or coaches, who is the Smartest one that impressed guy. you the most with his mm-hmm. knowledge of the game? And that's yes. the easiest question that I've ever been asked when, in, yes. in terms of my former coworkers. Eric Mangini's comprehension of oh the gosh. game of football is Mensa-like. It's genius-like. It really is. He had such a good ability, and this is why he's so good in TV. He could, Mm -hmm. Dequel, break down any play with X's and O's on the spot, not even having, because most of the guys want to see in advance what you're going to do. Eric would say, what are we doing in today's segment? I would say four plays. He's like, okay, um, do you want to look at them? Don't need to. He would look at them in real time, (laughs) and he would tell you what everybody was supposed to be doing, what guys did Mm -hmm. their job, what guys didn't. And I always, I love Eric. First of all, let me get that out of the way. We are friends. Same. I I always felt sorry for him because I think he got caught up in trying to be Bill Part Two. Don't all those guys do Mm -hmm. that? They do, and they've all made mistakes. When they get their jobs, when they get their chances to be head coaches, instead of being genuine to who they are, yeah. they try to imitate Bill Belichick, who in part was kind of trying to imitate Bill Parcells.
0: Right. Right.
3: And I think right. if Eric right. did have another chance to do it all over again, Dequel to your point, he would be a completely different guy. But the yeah. league unfortunately has moved on from him. But in terms of knowledge, he just blew me away. He was so smart. Oh, same here.
2: He was the smartest. I learned a lot of my I got my PhD in football because of Eric Mangini. The way he wow. would compartmentalize the game from a defensive standpoint, it was it was in quarters and like what type of plays will be run from the goal line to the ten yard line, from the ten yard line to the fifty yard line, from the. 50, I mean, he broke them all down, and I get again he was a pest at times, but his football <laughs> IQ, the things I learned from Eric Mangini followed me with the next coach, the next defensive coordinator, the next linebacker coach. And I was basically paying it for it. But he was the smartest guy, smartest coach I've ever played for. And he again, I was playing football before Eric Magini arrived in Cleveland. I was playing the game above the shoulders when he left. And it was a credit I gotta to him, gotta say that. no doubt.
4: That was great. Well, I'm gonna end this one. This one you I love the fact that you just say you got a PhD in football like, like because you've been around the game and you could talk it at such a high level, um, what is your philosophy on watching football games that you're interested in with regular civilians? I found it, <laughs> I found it to be miserable. Guys are talking about, yeah, I was holding yeah, you yeah. on that play. <laughs> you're, guys trying to fall out of the play, and then you get somebody that, right, God forbid, right. want to grab the remote control. Then between, which bro? Right. What you doing, dog? Put the remote down. That's why I can't go nowhere right. uh, and do. Do, do, will you watch a, a game with regular people
2: and, and, and they know who you are? Gee, that that's a great question, man. Uh, so I can't, I can't watch it. Again. <laughs> I can't, I can't. My wife, I can watch, My wife actually knows a lot more about football than a lot of people that claim they know a lot about football. Because mm. I've waking her up at two, three in the morning after a game, looking at a D lineman. Look at this crap, man. Can you believe he jumped? <laughs> she knows all of it. Hey, she knows all of the
3: terminology. That's how you know you got the right woman right there, brother. <laughs> oh, right, right, If you can wake up at 3 o'clock me. in the morning and show her that, <laughs> right. you, you did well. Um, we're going to do mailbag oh, yeah. right now. Mikey McNuggets, our producer, has some mail. mail. Uh, are they questions or comments you want to read? No, they're questions. Okay, they questions. fire away. Dequell questions. Fire
1: away to Dequel. Dequel, we got four for go. you today. First one comes from at Hamp underscore DeChamp 15. If the Browns were playing yeah. in the Super Bowl, would you rather be at the game or watching with friends <laughs> and family in Cleveland?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's a that's a party! If I was in Cleveland watching yeah. it, Uh but I, I think I would have to be at the game. I would need to be at the game to actually see the brown the the orange helmets, the brown uniforms. The team Imagine. at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I could. I mean, I. I just, yeah, that would be. That'll be a thrill of a lifetime, man. It really would. I would feel like I would. I was playing the I game, really and I was That's actually really playing was. for a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's giving me chills right now. Right. Yeah, g Bush, look, <laughs> right? we, we looked at each other. He's got chicken skin. I've got <laughs> about,
1: it,
0: yo. Just, would just, you ra- what about you guys? Because yeah. as a player, I get it, but. No. It's football more than any other sport is much better on TV. I want to be oh, at no, the no. game I with I have, myself. To, I have yeah. to be there. Right? Yeah. That's I a, need that's to a, that's
5: I have, have, to the have the be, a headset. That's gonna be the biggest Super Bowl ever. Yeah, right? they don't oh, come from God, there. I'll right. be a nervous wreck. <laughs> I'll be a
4: wreck i be
2: right. I would have to have the headset listening to the game as I'm on the as yeah. I'm there in the stadium to get yeah. the full the full, full uh, God, you know, just imagining <laughs> full though, the
3: smoke and the Browns running on the field at the Man. Super Bowl. I, I get goosebumps just I thinking got, about it. thank God they
0: get rid of Baker Now they have a chance.
1: <laughs> 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 hey, Mikey, Mikey, what's number two? Uh, this is another question from uh Hamp underscore to champ fifteen. After our conversation last week, to Quell, neat or on the rocks?
2: Oh, it depends. But I'm i I'm a neat guy. I'm a neat guy. Yeah, yeah, because if you're drinking some Balvini 21 or Balvini 14, you want to get the full effect of it. I'm not diluting that. I'm not don't diluting that. Don't water it down. No, not at all. That's nah, too expensive nah, and I'm too a good a
0: stuff. Gee, you and I have no clue what he's talking right. about. No, let's yeah. say, no clue. We're <laughs> not playing that. I, I do I'm, I'm assuming King, it's like yeah. King Louis the yeah. 18th or something.
3: I don't no, know, the thousand dollar well, a shot. You don't up. need <laughs> or on the rocks. Right? Well, I don't yeah. need or on the rocks. Okay, so his concept is so it's so it's the only concept. You don't want to put Right. Anything that's an expensive right. liquid, you wanna... when you put chunks of ice in it, it's going to melt. It's going to dilute mm-hmm.
2: the flavor, right, the sense.
3: power, everything else. That's DMV in the building. The... That's what it is.
5: DMV yeah, of in the building. I would do,
2: <laughs> the most I would do is put a drop of water if I want to dilute it a little bit. But other than that, cocktails go with ice. But uh, yeah, the, that's the, very the well expensive whiskey, let's go neat.
1: Yeah, very well said. Uh number three, Dequel. This is from uh, Mr. Wings 20. If you couldn't play football, which sport would you have tried to play? Oh, good one
2: oh basketball tried I, I could hoop man back in the day <laughs> basketball for sure Ball if you would have ask me so i'm just over six feet right and uh i've been this size since probably the eighth grade so i thought i was going to be at least six four six five i have aunts so on my dad's side of the family who are six two six three i have a wow. cousin that played in league basketball he's six nine so basketball was my first love i loved mm-hmm. it always play it still do but uh, if you'd have asked me what if I was gonna play professional sports as a young kid, would I play football? I would have just rolled my eyes at you. It's like there's no way. I'm I'm hooping. I'm a hooper, man. Did you Love play it. in high school? I did. I did. Did yes. you play
0: anything else? Did you play football, basketball on a third sport or just football, basketball? High
2: school. So football, football, basketball. I ran track. I was no good because I was slower <laughs> than everyone else. Uh, <laughs> and uh, a, a friend of mine in high school uh, tried to convince me to do diving. I'm like, dude. I'm 210 pounds. I'm not diving in a in damn pool, man. I, that's just not a good look
7: for me. <laughs> he was like, "Let
0: me see the uniform."
4: <laughs> nah, no,
7: I'm cool. By the way, I, the school—I yeah, you straight. must have
0: gone to a fancy high school. We didn't have no diving in my school.
1: Well, in Florida, you know, everyone has a yeah, pool. All
0: right. so,
6: you know. yeah,
1: yeah, all right, that's true. Yeah. All right. We got one more question. Yeah, we got one more. And also, quote, when you come to Cleveland, three-point shootout, me versus you is on. I'm just gonna challenge everyone. Mikey oh, to McNuggets is... was a three-point oh, shooter in college.
3: Oh. Oh,
0: it's
1: easy Wait, Where'd you play? I played Emerson College. Division three. Okay, okay, okay. I don't I, dribble. I just shoot. Listen. He's oh, no. time.
2: Okay, I, okay, okay. I can't I'll wait. Understand. I can't wait. I'm up for that challenge.
3: Jaquell, he started, he got a start on senior night, and
1: uh, he made, <laughs> yeah. how many threes did you make? Five threes? Urban legend says 17. I'm not going to well, tell you its less. Okay. <laughs> make, 17? He, he, he oh, no, no it was 5. It was 5.
4: He made 5. That's
3: not nine,
1: even a believable 17. line. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got to keep the number right. in the yeah, realm like of believable.
5: Right. right, it was 17. It felt like 17.
1: But and he we gotta check it. It. We'll put see some truffle, not, potatoes was on truffle potatoes it the five. Truffle potatoes for the winner. Done. Ooh. I like that.
2: I'm game. Count me. in. Last question though, for
1: real. This comes from I'm not gonna read the handle, but how hard would you want to hit Clay, Chase Claypool if he still played for the Browns? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a good one.
2: Oh listen, oh man, it, it, I have no, I can't even find the words to tell you how bad I, I would, I would want to uh, knock, knock as you know what out. You know, now nah, we, we got to take care, of, we got to take care of our own, man. Simple right. as that. Simple as that. When you when you suit up, you got to take care of your own. <laughs>
3: Well said. Very well said. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dequel, awesome stuff as always. Thanks, Dequel. We'll we'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And neat is the way it is. That's
2: right. Hey, look behind me, man. I um, see it.
3: I saw it. <laughs> Trying to have it neat
0: there right goes. now.
2: There you go, right there. Neat that's,
0: whiskey,
5: I mean, right there. That's the good stuff,
2: too. All right, take me
0: somewhere.
3: Yeah, have a great All right, weekend, guys. and we'll see Bye you next 12. week. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. So All now right. you guys know. It's it's got to be neat.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's got to be yeah, neat. Yeah,
5: you don't want to dilute expensive stuff.
4: I
3: right? take shots.
4: You know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not a good. I'm not a good social drinker. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, I, I need to what, get to a place what, what kind of drink are you? <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I need to get to a certain place. Oh, I wonder those drink when I was younger. I used to drink and, and all of the men in the place used to disappear. Uh, all of them has gone. I'm like, bull. Were you there? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm out on the dance floor. I'm over yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, I don't see none of y'all like, yeah. they be like, oh, hey, gone. Yeah, it's all done.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, good bad bad bet time. Well, how did we do yesterday? Let's pull the standings. We guys did good. G. Bush went three and zero. Everyone else Ooh. went two and one. Yeah, the Ooh.
3: Guardians just. I mean, we, I thought Ooh. we all
1: went Guardians. I, didn't, didn't I switched guard? it up. G. Oh, Bush switched, it up. Switch G Bush <laughs> switched <laughs> it up. G. Bush switched it up. So these are the current standings. Bulls still in first place, though. Twelve and seven. G. Bush coming back. It's close. Ooh. Yeah, I'm bringing up the rear. I'm look just look at sucking at this so at far. That. All so,
4: right. So we're, we're these best we got these
1: best today, don't
4: we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we, do. Do. we got to get to.
1: Yep. First one. Guardians. Underdogs at home against Detroit, giving a or getting a run and a half with Savali on the mound. Good bet, bad bet. That's bad.
0: Yeah, let me it, see what I put. I, I put bad too. I, I I don't like that pick. Really? Oh, I said good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm turning into. G. I was like, the only one. Yeah. I'm being. I'm being. I think I'm being a little prisoner in the moment, but I don't. Savali should be pitching. In the, should not be in the in major leagues. I said this last well, week. Well, it's perfect. The Tigers aren't a major yeah, league team. Right. Well. Yep, but he's not a major league pitcher right now. So <laughs> I think the Tigers are going to win this game tonight. I, I got Jose Ramirez is probably not going to play. No, they're not hitting at all. I, I'm not feeling good about the team at the moment, and I think is going to get smoked and finally get sent down to the minors. I've, I've
5: got, I've got it as a good bet because I feel like the Tigers are beneath us, and that's, they're, they're the Tigers. That's who they are, right? And so I feel like yeah. in time we tee up against them, we got a chance. We Beautiful really bet, chance.
4: one point, one and a half. I'll take it. I, I need to catch
1: bull. <laughs> We got a long way to go. Jay, you did say good bet. Mm.
3: Yeah, I know. I I actually, I I thought originally bad, but I did change it to good because I argued against Bull when he said that Savali should go down to the minors earlier this You need him to pitch well. I said no. He knows that he's got to
1: turn it around and he's he's going against the Tigers. He's going to look great against the Tigers. I hope you're right. All right, number two, Mavericks getting six and a half at the Warriors. They need a win tonight. Let's yeah. see how you guys decided. Yeah, so I'm saying yes. Oh, yeah. I like that bet. All right. all right,
4: we're all together. Oh, oh, gee. Mm-mm. They're about to get smoked again. No, no, no. Hey, no, hey no. Steph Curry. You're oh, prisoner no. of the moment. For no, the no, last no, no, game. no, Hey, Steph Curry is right back where he needs well, to be. He, oh, He's G- starting to hit them threes. All you need is Klay Thompson a little bit more. It's playing out in Golden State. They're going to the well, finals. This get, one's me, over. Me, They're going to lose by 13.
3: He was three of nine in the first game. First, did, we lost that over we lost under bet because yeah. I thought four was an easy right. over. So it's, yeah.
5: a, it's a good bet. First of all, Golden State is old. Every other game, it's like up and down, like the Dow Jones. And Dallas, <laughs> Dallas is not to be uh, underestimated. And Luka's coming with it tonight. They're yeah. coming. Yeah, I know they, they are. They coming. were tired
3: last game. Yeah. I they think they were over. Game series. they were over emotional from yes. Game Seven yeah. and, mm-hmm. and what
1: that meant. All right, uh, last, last one. Last one. Luka Doncic over seven and a half assists tonight in Game Two.
3: Yeah, I uh, I don't think so. Oh, Jay's the only one. Yeah, I, I he's not going to. That's <laughs> Scor- eight assists.
4: Score mode. You gonna you gonna eight? Score?
3: I think he's got to if they want to win. He's got to he's got to spend more time attacking the basket and and scoring than facilitating but others. It's
5: a good bet because. In order for the Mavericks to win, everybody has to get involved, right? When they really win, they spread it around, and Luca can give you 28, 29, maybe 30, but he's got to get touches in Dinwiddie's hands, uh, Finney Smith. They've got to get involved. The only person that can
4: get them involved is Luca.
3: That seems the guy. to be, yeah. I mean, triple double,
0: double tonight for Luca. Dinwiddie,
4: ooh, if you double. don't have oh. 25 tonight, you down too low. I'm gonna just let
3: you that know that right now. Right, Dinwiddie's the key. That's the threshold, 25. 25. He okay. got you 25. All right, very good. We're going to take our first break today. Boy, we cannot wait to talk about what's on the other side. It is like World War III going on right now in college football. Nick Saban fired the first salvo, and Jimbo Fisher just dropped the big one on him. We'll hear what Saban said, we'll hear what Jimbo said, and debate it when we come right back.